Welcome to CTSNet to Go, bringing your discussions about the most relevant topics in cardiothoracic surgery. The Cardiothoracic Surgery Network, known as CTSNet, aims to connect the global cardiothoracic surgical community through communication, collaboration, education, and interaction among cardiothoracic surgeons and their teams across the globe. Learn more at ctsnet.org. My name is Shanda Blackman, and I'm just one of the hosts of CTSNet2Go. In this podcast, you will be exposed to one of the roundtables that will show you what surgeons today are talking about. Welcome to this CTSNet video about making a difference uh, in allied health professions. I'm delighted to be here with Professor Jill Lay, who's our editor of the Allied Health Portal of CTSNet. Uh, we're here in Barcelona, and you gave an absolutely outstanding lecture to the Allied Health uh, participants here, all about making a difference uh, in nursing. So I'd be really grateful if you could share some of, our, of your thoughts uh, about that talk uh, with our audience. Audience. So, so really, Jill, how have you managed to make a difference uh, in your career? Um, thank you very much. It was a fantastic opportunity to be here and speak to the Allied Health Portal. Um, the goal of the talk, as you can see on the second slide, was really to, you know, to try and help people make their optimal professional contribution and use CTSNet as a fantastic resource for cardiothoracic surgical information. Um, so I really started, as you can see here on this slide, by just helping people think about how to get their start. I think most of us sort of jump into our careers as allied health professionals, not necessarily a lot of thought about where you're going to be in two, five, and ten years. And although a ten-year goal is kind of a lofty one, um, to really just sit back and think about, you know, what would I like to achieve? Are there goals or educational opportunities I want to make sure I get? Um, and, and one of the, you know, first things to do is to really map out what some of those opportunities are and how they might work for you in your profession. And I suppose talk to senior people, you know, about their careers and get advice from others, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the first things that I always recommend is there are so many fantastic organizations uh, like EACS that can help us um, in the allied health professionals. So um, in the United States, some of the organizations that I've been involved with um, are listed on slide for. Uh, one of the key opportunities for me has been the American Association of Critical Care Nurses. And that, you know, has been anything from opportunities to present, opportunities to put CALS courses on, inviting international guests, and certainly the Society of Thoracic Surgeons has brought me to um, the CTSNet portal and the work that we've done there. Where, where would a new nurse start? Where would What would be the first society they should get in contact with, do you think? Um, the opportunities, if you're still in nursing school and you've um, excelled academic Sigma Theta Tau is an honorary nursing society. I encourage everyone to do that if they meet those criteria. And then for critical care nurses working in uh, uh, cardiothoracic surgery, the American Association of Critical Care Nurses is really the place where I would recommend. They have uh, 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 groups that do step-down areas as well as intensive care, and so they really are a comprehensive resource for um, uh, support in doing critically Ill, uh, critical care nursing. Yeah. 
Um, and one of the things, this is the portal for the AACN website, and you know, it really was a great opportunity to not only network with people, but to get opportunities to go to conferences, learn what other people are doing. Uh, we shared evidence-based practices with each other, um, and you really come up with opportunities to volunteer, like the CTSnet. Yeah. Um, if, if a nurse has never been to a conference, I mean, it's a long way away, you know, family issues, money issues, you know, what, what would your advice be? You know, they're not presenting anything, mm -hmm. you know, what, what's your advice to them? Should they go to a conference and how are they going to organize that financially and things? Um, absolutely, and so many, there are really a lot of opportunities for conferences. AACN puts on a great big four-day conference every year, but there are chapter opportunities, there are smaller, uh, less expensive events that may be hosted in your area, and I really encourage people to just try and get exposed to those sorts of things. You don't have to present, just go take in the information, learn about the profession, get ideas about things, and meet people that have like minds. Mm, and actually it's chatting in the foyers to other like-minded people that's half, exactly. half the fun, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, this meeting has been fantastic yeah. for that. And once you start volunteering, all sorts of opportunities open up. I started out at a chapter level as uh, education secretary, moved on to be uh, ultimately president of our chapter. And, and all of these organizations really are going to ask you to do something for them. Mm -hmm. uh, they want your time and you know it's been my impression that every single time I volunteered I've gotten far more out of the experience than my time in putting into it. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Um, and if you're looking to, uh, to present, and I think a lot of nurses maybe shy away from that just a little bit, I think the key things are just to fill out the application and apply um, and to really have something unique to say. So um, these are some opportunities on slide six that have come for me uh, through AACN, including you know participating on committees as well as having opportunities to speak on topics that uh, were of interest to me and others, fortunately. Um, the next thing that I uh, really like to share is just, you know, the partnerships. As you can see on slide seven, uh, they can be anything from working on a very local project, writing a project, doing research, um, or international collaboration as we've had the opportunity to do with on our cardiac surgical resuscitation courses. Yeah. Have yeah. you ever uh, just sent a cold email to somebody that you had no, didn't have any idea who you were, but you were interested in their work? Yeah, absolutely. I've done that a few times to, to people. It's just something that's great. And if you get an email back, it's fantastic, isn't it? And I've received quite a few emails from people sort of around the world saying, you know, I'd love to hear about your course. or I'd love to hear about something. Or what about a protocol, you know, that you've got? And, you know, the internet makes it so easy, doesn't it? It so does. CTSnet, we're hopefully trying to harness this. But, but yeah, if you see something or read something, you know, email the first author. Why exactly, not? Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly. The worst that can happen is you don't get an email back. <laughs> and, the and that's exactly how we got to know each other and, and work together on the resuscitation course. Yeah. Um, you know, once you do have an idea that you'd like to try and, you know, move forward, um, some of the ways that you might be able to do that are to really get your message really clear with the audience. And I know you speak to a lot of groups, you know, and, and I do change my presentation a bit. If I'm speaking with physicians, if I'm speaking with nurses, you really, it's really helpful to know who the audience is so that you can target the message. Yeah, so, so if you're a new nurse and you've got an idea for a little project you want to do or you know, an important project, you know, wounds or you know, something new, how would you uh, tell them? What's the first step to start a project? 
I think the first thing to do is to start internally, the easy steps, you know, who is your advanced practice nurse or your surgeon or other, um, you know, administrators that would help you with that idea and move it forward. Um, I've had fantastic mentors in my career and they really help you always bring new perspectives to the project, see things that you hadn't seen before. As it says on slide eight, once you've kind of got an idea together, you really need to vet it with other people. They'll see things that you hadn't thought of before. And then one of the other things that we mentioned is these days, most projects are going to take some sort of funding to get to move forward. Um, and so, you know, one of the things I struggled with was, you know, really we're trying to do a small project. The only, I don't have any supplies or anything I'm purchasing, what budget would I need? And you can sometimes get budget for time. So nursing hours to help on the project um, and certainly do, you know, use um, uh, the data to try and make your case. So for example, we were trying to bring in uh, a product that, that was just a little bit more expensive, but was supposed to prevent infection. If you do the math to figure out, well, if we just save one infection, it would pay for the entire device for all the patients we use on our service every year, it makes a strong case to bring that forward. Mm. And last but not least, be persistent. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so how did I get involved with CTS Natural? <laughs> I think we roped you in. <laughs> or maybe you, you wanted to do everything. You said yes the whole time. <laughs> Any questions we gave, we said, you know, would you like to do this project? You're a yes person. That's true. <laughs> and uh, I, I, it has been an outstandingly, um, overwhelmingly uh, a positive experience for me. Um, the mission of CTSNet, as I'm sure you're aware, is to really advance um, global education in the cardiothoracic community. And uh, on slide nine, it shows, you know, we really were um, embraced around that, not only for surgeons, but for allied health professionals. So, you know, I mentioned, you know, as you see on slide 10, the goal of the society and really very focused on surgeons, um, but what they've really done a fantastic job of is including the allied health professionals. And so our job was to really create a forum where those other voices and literature could be heard. Um, when we got started, it was interesting to hear how many allied health professionals we have, uh, as it shows on slide 11. This is data from 2014. And so there really are a lot of you know, nurses, perfusionists, anesthetists, all of the multidisciplinary team in this portal creates a resource for all of them. Yeah, and there isn't really much else out there, is there, for cardiothoracic allied health people? There's the Critical Care Nurse Association, but but uh, there really isn't one that gels it all together, is there? Exactly, that was one of the issues that I felt is I love the AACN, but it's a very broad net. And what we were really looking for was to create something that was a resource specific to cardiothoracic surgery, but for those that weren't in the operating room with a scalpel in their hands. So um, for us, uh, as it slows, shows on slide 12, really the opportunity was to just participate in a conference call, yeah. learn what the mission was, learn how I could make a contribution, and it it really was about creating the portal. Yeah, great. <laughs> Um, the content was the key thing. We all realized that you know, we wanted to, to have some place to find specific protocols, the things that you don't necessarily see published, like how do you manage atrial fibrillation? What do you do with your pacing wires? How do you manage um, cardiothoracic arrests and, and really improve communication and the flow of those things? So what opportunities are there to create content for this portal? Yeah. Well, one thing people can do right now if they're watching now is uh, you know, get a protocol they've worked 
hard on locally for their unit and just post it to the world. Uh, and, uh, and you know, people will learn from that and then you might find some protocols and then you'll get someone. The great thing is when someone sees your protocol, they might send you an email. They might say, that's great, but have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? And then you talk about other things. So, so get on that, get on that uh, computer right now and send us something you've worked hard on. Absolutely, slide 13 illustrates some of the formats that we've used, but we're really, really open and it, the internet just creates so many opportunities to do anything. So as you see on slide 14, uh, January of this year, the portal went live. We've got you know, video content such as this that was filmed at societies. We've got these sorts of protocols and it really is just becoming the fantastic resource that I hope. So although my uh, opportunities to volunteer weren't necessarily just about me, I really feel like this is just something that I can use um, in my everyday practice and encourage people to go to as a resource. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I was asked to speak about how I made a difference. Uh, and, you know, slide 15 basically shows that the email that went out to all of us when we did our launch. Um, and one of the things that I like to, to, you know, sort of acknowledge here is that, you know, although I've been a, a cardiothoracic nurse for um, 35 years, I really, it, it was really just, you know, the opportunity to network with other people. And basically the skill set that one needs is that of a party organizer, um, you know, on slide 15, it really just, you know, getting people together, being willing to put the time in and do those extra tasks to bring it together. Um, one of the, uh, the, the points that I like to make um, just to get people involved is, you know, if you're a good nurse uh, on slide 16, you know, you're impacting the care of the patients that you take care of, but there's so many more opportunities if you're willing to present to others, uh, to submit a proposal, to do an abstract, then not only are you impacting your own patients, but you're impacting, uh, as you see on slide 17, all the nurses, patients that are cared for by others that hear your presentation. So it can be tough to present. Um, you know, some of my strategies were basically on slide 18 just to get started. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, and we had a very good uh, suggestion by Christina just a little bit earlier. She said, you know, it can be a bit nervous uh, presenting. You know, some nurses might not, not like to, nurse, to to present, but actually you talk to patients every day. Exactly. You guys are chatty, you relate to people, not like us surgeons. <laughs> we're, we're right glum old bunch. So, you know, all you're doing is talk. It's like you're talking to some patients when you present. So once you've done it, once you've had a good experience, you'll be so confident and you'll be pleased you've done it, wouldn't you? Exactly, it really is, you know, and, and we filmed uh, something the other day about how to get your work published, but it all starts with a good abstract, really thinking about your idea, um, and in terms of presenting, you know, practicing again and again is very helpful, and then, you know, the other point that I like to make is, you know, I do present differently if I'm using a nursing audience versus a physician audience, it's so helpful to know who you're speaking to, mm. to really be able to target that. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And then, you know, once you've done this great work, you really do have an obligation to publish it, and as you can see on slide 19, the possibilities are endless. Once you really start to get your work out there, people have approached me years later, telling me that, you know, the work that I did made a difference in their unit for the patients that they cared for, and there's nothing more rewarding than that. Um, and so really, don't miss that opportunity uh, and shy away from it. Great, well, um I think you've done an absolutely fantastic job with the portal. Um, uh, I really hope it does become an absolutely huge resource. I think we can do a lot of different things. So it's the protocols, it's talking about experiences, and uh, and I think it's going to be a fantastic resource worldwide, not just uh, yes. not just in the USA. So, 
So um, from myself, Joel Dunning, <laughs> and yourself, any final thoughts? <laughs> um, just don't shy away from taking that first step. If it's, if it's talking to a colleague, if it's coming to a conference, if it's writing your thoughts into an abstract, just take that first step, uh, join, volunteer, participate, and I guarantee you that the rewards will be far uh, greater than you'd anticipated. Thanks for the opportunity. Right, thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening to CTS Net to Go, your resource for podcasts focusing on cardiothoracic surgery. Find more discussions as well as surgical videos and other cardiothoracic surgery resources at ctsnet.org. You can also keep up with CTS Net by subscribing to the YouTube channel at CTS Net Video, by following at CTS Net Org on Twitter or by liking CTS Net's page on Facebook. I'm Shanda Blackman. Thank you for joining us on this latest episode of CTS Net to Go. Have a great day.